Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. As you can probably tell, I'm not Pastor Rich. I got an interesting call yesterday morning, and as a joke, I said, you need me to preach tomorrow? And the response was, well... And so I will urge you, uh, if you make jokes like that, you have to be prepared to back it up. So here I am this morning. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, my name is David. Uh, I've grown up in the church. I've uh, played in the worship team uh, for the Lighthouse service. Uh, I've worked in the main office for a few months and helped out at youth group for years. Um, And now I get to bring you in the word this morning. So would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, we come before you now. Open our eyes, ears, minds, and hearts to you. In your name we pray, amen. So today we're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 8. So if you'd like to grab your Bibles, we're going to flip there. If not, I'll read it. We're all good. Starting in verse 4. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You are old, and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are doing to you. Now listen to them, warn them solemnly, and let them know what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. When the Israelites left Egypt, they were led by Moses. We we know that story, crossing the Red Sea, all of that stuff. Um, Then Joshua came, and they had some fierce battles and fierce miracles done by God. And then after Joshua, there came judges and prophets, all the way to Samuel. And during these times, the Israelites' relationship with God was pretty volatile. Sometimes they did exactly what he asked. And other times, they did exactly the opposite of what he asked. But each time they cried out, God would listen to them and give them what they needed. And now Samuel was getting old, And his children were corrupt. They were abusing their status and their power over others. So the people cried out to Samuel, you're getting old. You're not going to be around forever. We need somebody to lead us. Give us a king. So Samuel goes to God, and God tells Samuel, don't take it personally. They haven't rejected you. They've rejected me. I've seen this again and again. I give them what they need, but they keep asking for more. If they want a king, they're going to have a king. But make sure they know what they're asking for. So Samuel told the Israelites, The king will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses, and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest, and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. 
He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and his attendants. Your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. The Israelites responded, we want a king. They heard all of those warnings and still they said, we want to be like the other nations. We want to have a king to lead us into battle. And so reading that scripture this week, I came to the realization we never really leave high school, do we? Even the Israelites <laughs> never left high school. The same thing that bothers us when we're 15 bothers us when we're adults. We keep looking around to everyone else and what's special about them, and we forget what's special about ourselves. The Israelites wanted to be like other nations, but they weren't like other nations. They were chosen. They were God's chosen people. They would never have to go into battle because God would deliver them. But they chose the world's way instead. So who does God choose to be their king? Does he choose the best person, maybe the bravest, the strongest, the most important person among the Israelites? No, none of these. God chooses Saul, an awkward, super tall, quiet guy from the least family and the least clan and the least tribe of Israel. From the beginning of the universe, God's message remains the same. The last will be first and the first will be last. And while Saul was chosen by God, while he was given power and wisdom, he began to change. He began to take God's grace for granted. He replaced the idea that God had anointed him king with the idea that he was always meant to be king, that it was his destiny. And so he followed his own wisdom instead of God's. He led the Israelites into battle. He turned Israel into a nation like all the rest, led by a human king. Saul was the king that Israel wanted. He was the king that Israel deserved. But Saul was not the king that Israel needed. Jesus was the king Israel needed, not the king Israel wanted, and not the king Israel deserved. We don't need a king that acts like a king. We need a king that acts like a shepherd. A shepherd knows what his sheep need, even when they can't see it. In Jesus' time, Israel asked for a Messiah, always asking. Someone to come and save them from the wrath of enemies. Someone to save them from the world. But Jesus didn't come just to save us from the world. He came to save us from ourselves. God heard the cries. He listened. But instead of sending us what we wanted, he sent us what we needed. 
And since when did we really know what we needed anyway? You, you know what I really need? I really need a nice cup of coffee, some, maybe some scrambled eggs, pancakes, bacon. Um, I need my college loans to be paid. I need a nice car, a, a good apartment. Um, I really need it for this pandemic to end so I can travel the world like I've always wanted to. But do you know what I really need? None of that. Not right now, at least. You want to know how I know that? Because God promises to give us everything that we need when we need it, as long as we trust in him, and God doesn't break his promises. It's a line in U2's song, Beautiful Day, that says, what you don't have, you don't need it now. What you don't know, you can feel it somehow. If there's something that you need, God will provide it. He is our provider. It might not be at our time, and it probably won't be at our time, but it will come at the right time because God will never forsake us. So it's a new year, right? Time for new beginnings, a time to do our best at being better. Well, let's start here. Who is going to be your king this year? A lot of us are comfortable with Jesus being our savior. That's the easy part. But Jesus needs to be our king. We need to let God lead us. And I'm not saying that we throw a government coup d'etat. I'm not saying that. God is already the king of the universe. We just need to let him be the king of our hearts. We need to let him be the shepherd, and we have to be the lambs. It is not our job to lead. I'm going to say that again. It is not our job to lead. It is our job to follow Jesus and his example. When God is our king, he won't lead us into battle. He won't take our best fields and vineyards. He won't use our best cattle, and he won't turn us into slaves. Jesus already won the battle. He's already prepared the best fields and vineyards for us. He's already freed us from the slavery of sin and death and destruction. Jesus is already king. All he asks for is your heart, your messed up, imperfect heart. Jesus wants you as you are right here and right now. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. It's impossible to be perfect, right? We, we do know that. We, we can never actually achieve that, but we can aim for it. If we trust in God and do our best and aim for perfection and miss, we're still better off than where we started. A relationship with Jesus is just that. It's a relationship. It takes practice. It takes work. We're going to mess up a lot of that time. Jesus is never going to be unfaithful to us, though. He's always going to be the faithful one in that relationship, as long as we keep at it. And that's the important part, to keep working at it. When we accept Jesus as Lord and as Savior and as King, he gives us what we need. Psalm 23 starts, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We shall not want because we have what we need. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. 
We thank you for the grace that you have for us each and every day. And we thank you for always giving us what we need when we need it. We thank you for who you are. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, oceangrovechurch.com. And you can contact us via email at oceangrovechurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.